On this week's episode of The Stack, we're talking inbound 19, as well as your typical round of Google updates. And so we're back with another episode. This is number what, Tim? This is 65. Don't sound so dumb, Sean. Yeah, did I? I didn't mean to. A little bit. I don't know why. Uh, Yeah, no, we've we've been doing this for a while now, two years. Cause the room is black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're sitting in a all black room, black walls. Uh, we, we use this room for video photography as well. We just don't like being in dark spaces. I actually do. Um, it's my preferred. He does. Um, so, I do. I, so, so I, I, I am a weird person. I like to sit in, um, offices without the lights on. And anytime Sean comes and finds me over here, he's like, why sitting in darkness? Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's just who I am. I can't help it. Yeah. yeah. So we're down. We're down a member this week. Uh, Ryan. Um, he just said, you know, I hate it. I hate, I hate you guys. I'm going to work from home all week. He's dealing with some car trouble. <laughs> so, so we're minus Ryan this week. He'll be back with us next week. Hopefully. Um, well, next week is the inbound conference. We will all be up in Boston for the conference. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like sort of our annual trek, right? And um, yeah, we thought we'd talk a bit more about yeah. it this and this week. No promises, but maybe we can figure out a way to make it work with us like on the showroom floor. We yeah. keep talking about it. Yeah. So we're thinking about actually recording an episode from Inbound. Um, if we do do that, do that, maybe we'll uh, we'll catch us. But um, oh, we can interview people like on the on the street interviews. Now here's a conundrum. Inbound has more policies this year, and for good reason. It's gotten bigger and bigger, and bigger. There's well over 20,000 people registered for this thing. Yeah, security concerns and all that <laughs> stuff. So this year, um, in their terms, they say, oh, well, we want you to bring your phones and take lots of videos and things like that. No professional equipment, please. So there's no DSLRs allowed. Oh, okay. um, you can't carry any kind of bags that are bigger than, say, a backpack or something like that. So um, I don't know that we'd be able to bring any of the pro gear, but maybe there's still something we could do on our phones or something. Right, yeah. But uh, yeah, so inbound uh, conference for marketers, for folks in sales, for techies, yeah, like, general you know, business entrepreneurs, owners, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, session pretty much for everyone there. Um, Multiple sessions for pretty much everyone there. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Tim, I know you have a few sessions. That yeah, you want to um, well, So just this week, they uh, they they've you know they the way that it works is they kind of continuously roll out new um, featured speakers leading up to the event. I think this last round is probably the last round, unless there's one or two more. I feel like there's a nice little spot on the homepage for somebody. For someone, possible. yeah, yeah, it's possible. I don't know, but the the new additions are um, Alex Cora, who's the manager or I'm not sure if he is or was the manager of the Boston Red Sox. Um, Brad Stevens, uh, who is the head coach of the Boston Celtics and Jonathan Kraft, the president of the new England Patriots. Yay sport. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's one exciting addition since last week. Um, but two sessions that we are particularly interested in, and I know um, at least one member of our team is attending this first one is the future of branded content is podcasting and nice. yeah and the uh i think i think this guy's presenter his profile picture is awesome oh i haven't i don't i didn't it, i didn't it, it might be a different podcasting session okay but okay. check it out i will yeah. um but the the description of the event or of the session is everyone is launching a podcast these days but that means more competition and higher standards so how do you launch a show that gets attention 
how do you align podcasting with your content strategy? This session covers how to launch, market, and build an audio audience. Couldn't read that last word. Um, and just, you know, as we do more and more podcasting, as some of our clients think about doing podcasting, um, we're excited to learn to learn more and to experiment. And it's great to see that others in the space are, are doing that as well. Um, so. Should be cool. Yeah. And then the other what day, one. What day is that? Oh, I need details. <laughs> I didn't. I, they'll well, be in the show notes. <laughs> all right. Yeah, they'll be in the show notes or you can get it from the website. But. Um, and the other one is called Making It Last, How to Future-Proof Your Content. Um, this is specifically focused on explaining and just um, helping businesses understand the value of evergreen content as opposed to just sort of those more newsy kinds of pieces that a lot of, a lot of um, blogs can fall into the habit of, of producing. Um, and the description from this event is, as more and more content populates the internet, it will become critical to create content that can not only break through the clutter, but has a long shelf life capable of being shared across existing and emerging channels. You also need to predict which content will convert in the future based on what's worked in the past. Future-proofing your content marketing means preparing for the unknown changes ahead while ensuring your current content meets your customers' evolving needs. Bit of a mouthful, but sounds good. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would... I just saw something wacky, uh, which I will not mention on the uh, on the show here. I think a plugin used by many has been hacked. Really? So check your plugins. Um, okay. Now, I wanted to point out a few sessions, which aren't really breakout sessions in Inbound. They are, um, what do they call them, spotlight sessions. These are the ones that anybody with a yeah. community pass can get into, as well as those who have like the full pass. And um, for HubSpot users, there's two sessions which you just should go to, and that is the uh, the main keynote address. That's Wednesday with Brian Halligan and Darmesh Shah. That's it's always entertaining. Like they they, they they put a lot of work into those things. They're actually like a lot of fun. They're they're likable. They're funny. Yeah. Uh, so you definitely got to check that out. Uh, but I, I always enjoy those because it really kind of sets out the vision that at least HubSpot has for the year ahead. And of course, HubSpot has quite a bit of influence in the marketing space. So um, definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, last year, their big theme was around this kind of shift away from the funnel to a flywheel and kind of making your entire customer experience sort of frictionless. I imagine they're going to kind of build upon that theme this year, but we will see. It's a big mystery. Yeah. Um, but then right after that, uh, you should stick around. And this is, of course, in the main hall. Uh, but if you stick around, you can go to Christopher O'Donnell's Spotlight Session, which is where they announce all the latest and the greatest cool new stuff that HubSpot is rolling out. Um, and if you're really, really clever, you'll notice some of this stuff is already kind of making its way into your HubSpot portal secretly yeah, behind yeah. the scenes. Literally every day over the past few weeks, I found something new and really cool. And there's actually stuff showing up in their knowledge base documentation, which I don't know if it's supposed to be there yet. <laughs> but if you really want to go investigating, see what they're going to announce. So in this documentation. <laughs> and what, what I'm about to mention is not anything like groundbreaking, but I've just been noticing a lot more um, free tools yeah. in, within HubSpot. Just that I, I personally have not seen before. I don't know if they're new or if they're just new to me. Um, I mean, we, we, uh, we have our own versions of these tools, so it's not like we would personally be using them. But um, really handy, really, really uh, just great for anyone who's either using HubSpot or thinking about using HubSpot. So, and then of course, 
the uh, the featured event at Inbound is um, is what Sean? I don't know. What is it? What, what do you consider the featured event? I, I consider. Oh, mine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sean. Thank you. Talking about that yeah. was a pl- <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll we'll plug it again. Um, uh, I'm doing a session uh, on Thursday called 21 Workflows to Keep Your CRM Squeaky Clean, and it's basically telling you sort of unexpected use cases yep. for uh, automation for workflows in HubSpot and um, you know how you could do it to uh, help with the sales process, but also just to kind of keep records in sync and up to date. And uh, it's jam-packed with lots of cool ideas. So be sure to check that out. Yeah. It's uh, cool. Thursday, 1.15 p.m. So register for that. And then there's the after parties too. So we'll yeah. be around at the conference. So if you're there, uh, you know, tweet us or, or something. and Or just look for the guy with like the, the mop on his head. That'll be me. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a good time. Awesome, cool. Uh, so and then, Tim, you've got the uh... yeah. So over to some some news that caught my eye this week, um, or our eyes this week. The first one is an article uh, titled "Google Google Confirms Featured Snippet Anchors and Sorry, Google Confirms Featured Snippets Anchors and Highlights Feature on Desktop." That was a mouthful. Um, this is by Barry Schwartz, and it was uh, first reported over on Search Engine Roundtable. Um, but it's essentially just like a rehash of uh, Twitter exchange. Um, and essentially what it's saying is that Google has confirmed via a Twitter thread that they are testing a feature on desktop search, which was originally tested a few months ago um, on on AMP. And the, the feature that's being tested works like this. Uh, some users, I think it's like 5%, um, who conduct a search which results in a featured snippet, who then click on that featured snippet, will automatically be um, scrolled down to the relevant text, which Google is automatically highlighting, or Chrome is automatically highlighting. Um, so it makes it really clear that you know this is what Google thinks you want from the content, just based off of the search that you did. Um, could that be helpful to the user? Yeah, maybe. Um, but has some pretty could have some pretty significant impacts on websites. Um, it's kind of taking away a lot of control from the website itself in terms of, of that user experience and in terms of how they are consuming your content um, and removes that top to bottom kind of consumption model. It's, is it dependent on those anchors being on your website already? So like you have to have this, the anchors? This seems to be, um, from what I understand, this is just automatic, automatically being done by by um, Google. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not positive. Um, there isn't a ton of information on it, but that's my understanding. Um, that being said, so just you know, it one one consideration to to consider <laughs> if you are currently ranking for a featured snippet or a search that respond that results in a featured snippet. Um, you might want to consider testing your CTA placement so that a CTA falls just below that um, that relevant text or or other important information, whether you know a CTA or an ad or or something highlighting the action you want that user to take, because you don't want the user just skipping past it automatically. If that makes sense, it is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, something that we should follow up on yeah like what are some creative ways to kind of manage this but yeah i mean so right now it's it's only being tested i think again only around five percent of users are seeing it or are experiencing it i i personally am not 
Um, I do think that we can opt into that though. There's a way that we can opt into um, turning it on. So it'll be interesting to see the impact for sure. The article we linked to links to like a longer Twitter thread, yeah. kind of outlining some more detail. So if you do want to understand how this is working, there's some good back and forth between Glenn Gabe and, uh, and uh, uh, David. Of, yeah. yeah, software engineers is Google, I would think. But uh, good find him. Yeah. Cool. And then the other article that really caught my eye this week is titled Leveraging Your Content Investment um, Blogs versus Content Hubs. And this is by Eric Enga for Proficient Digital. Um, this was, so this is a, a blog post that's sort of, or an article that is um, digesting a larger study that they conducted recently, um, which really highlights the importance of intelligent content structure for your website, and in particular for blogs. Um, to quote from the article, blog posts age over time. What this means is that uh, new, as newer content is published, these posts become more distant in terms of clicks from the blog homepage. This does not make sense for evergreen content as its value may not age. Thus, its placement in a site hierarchy shouldn't be dependent upon the age of the post, but instead on the post's current value. What's the problem with that? So the farther away from your homepage in terms of clicks that a piece of content is, um, the less likely that Google will find and index it. You know, if, if, if the crawler starts on your homepage, the farther it gets, just the crawler only spends so much time on your site. Um, so if you want to make sure every piece of content on your site is being crawled and, and indexed, you really want to rethink, or you might want to rethink how you're structuring that content. Um, there's no, you know, one size fits all rule or fix as to what this might look like. Um, but what we've seen a lot of success around is this idea of content hubs or pillar pages or, cl or topic clusters where um, ever, you know, a large evergreen resource that has a lot of value, offers a lot of value to your site's audience that lives somewhere, um, you know, one or two clicks deep from the main navigation. Yeah. And from there, you link to, similar, uh, to other related pieces of content so that it's really easy for Google and other crawlers to and users to find I your think content. The, the key here is to stop thinking about your blog as like a, it's know, a, a news publication, exactly, and to think of it more as um, like a, a library of helpful resources. Yep. So, how would you organize those? How would you make sure literally everything somebody clicks on is going to provide value, and um, you could find an equal amount of value whether you come to the website today or six months from now. You could still find the same set of resources plus yeah. anything new you've added, but in an equally organized, thoughtful way. I think that's the, the key to success yeah. here. But sadly, nobody does it this way. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, this is uh, some additional good data to kind of yeah, and the, the and case the, for that. The study has some interesting um, facts and figures too, which warrant keeping an eye on. Um, that's cool. Yeah. And then link in the notes. Link so in the notes. Check it out. And then, so over to the app of the week. I don't know why I snapped the table, but I snapped my finger. Uh, this is Graffiti. We really need sound effects. We do. Uh, the app of the week this week is Graffiti, spelled with one F. And it, I thought it was... Gra 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 so it's actually gra probably Graff. It's probably meant to be Graffiti because of... No, what about Graff? Graff. Graffiti. <laughs> How about that? Oh. <laughs> I think I've got it right. That's how yeah, you say that's it. That's how you say it. 
So Graffiti is an image search engine that's specifically designed to help you find um, graphs and charts from trusted publishers and resources, um, which is super helpful if you are looking for you know high quality video, um, visuals that you want to leverage in your own content without putting the time in to create your own, or if you're looking for inspiration for the kinds of um, visuals that you should consider creating um, you know, with, with data that you um, source yourself. It's really easy to use. I, I actually really enjoy it. I think it's really cool. Um, what are your thoughts, Sean? I've only played around with it for a little bit, but um, I thought it was kind of neat, you know, finding, so, you know, adding kind of relevant data, visualization of that data can definitely be good for yeah. users, make your content a little bit more interesting. Um, I'd be curious to kind of test this out and see what it does for like you know, page speed and things like that because you're embedding their yeah. chart yeah. on your site. Um, but I, I I also wonder if there's an opportunity maybe where if like you are cranking out a lot of research and data points is a tool like this a nice way to somehow like build out your link profile. I'm not well, really sure. In the the it does the 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 resource library, whatever you want to call it, it does give you the original source. So if you wanted to, you could, um, you could potentially download that graph and, you know, as long as you credit it, there's no reason why, why not as long, um, depending on those performance considerations. But I think it's cool. It's definitely cool. I don't know how it really, you know, it's not much different from what we might do with Google image search. Yeah. uh, Cause you can limit, you can limit those, um, to just display graphs or whatnot. So me, it's cool. And that brings us to our lightning round. I think so. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll read through it. Okay. You're going to have to sprint through it. Twitter reveals tweets with video generate 10 times more engagement. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, BBC to launch Alexa rival that will grasp regional accents. I threw this in there just because I thought it was kind of funny, but apparently Alexa doesn't understand the Brits. That is funny. <laughs> Instagram's latest assault on Snapchat is a messaging app called Threads. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Kindness is currency. How good deeds can benefit your local business. That one was interesting. That one's from the Moz blog. Um, it's specifically that's, that's not nice. Yeah. It's specifically <laughs> about how um like um uh what's what's the word when you when you like donate or when you do a nice charity thing. charity yeah. yes it's specifically yeah. about how charity um in different forms can can actually have a positive impact on your business well that's just great yeah and that brings us to the end of this week's episode um whether it's next week or the following week we got to see how it works at inbounds yep. um i'm sure we'll have a whole lot of uh hubspot focused updates to share oh for sure uh, probably also some cool stuff with uh some of the different integrations that are out there uh just hundreds and hundreds of cool apps and tools now integrating with HubSpot. So we'll be uh, checking in on some of that stuff as well over the next few days. Um, again, if you're at the conference, definitely hit us up. Be awesome to meet up. Um, and if you're listening, you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. Always much appreciated. And with that, we will see you guys next week. Adios. Adios.